We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Graceffo and Grillo, Double G, producing the show back at CBS Sports Radio, New York City. Caserta, he's collecting like Emmy after Emmy after every update. He'll have another one in less than 27 minutes. A lot of conversation tonight in regards to the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Final. Golden State down 3-1 to the Mighty Raptors of Toronto. Boston down 3-2 to the Blues, who have won the last two. Who has a better chance to come back and win a trophy? Golden State or the Bruins? You can answer that question at 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-2124-227. We also delivered huge opinions on that minority owner, by the name of Mark Stevens with Golden State Game 3, the infamous push, obscene language directed towards Kyle Lowry of the Raptors. He is suspended for a year, fined $500,000. I watched the video. I'm not sure it warranted a full year. I think the rest of the playoffs, the draft, can't sit courtside. I mean, it was a push and join, and there's been a lot of join done uh, by Drake on the Toronto side. And then speaking of the NBA, I talked about this story earlier this week that and TMZ was reporting that Bleacher Report ran the story that the NBA is moving towards not using the word owner when describing their owners because of the connection to slave owners. This is real. I had to double-check it, which you need to do now online and make sure it was a real story. So we're asking you, is it the right thing to do when it comes to NBA ownership to remove the word owner? Now, Michael Jordan is one of the owners of the Charlotte Hornets. Where are you at on it? You've heard my opinion. I welcome all opinions. 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. We'll read tweets. First, let's go to Tim in Calgary. Thanks for the wait. Listening in Alberta. No You're on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, go Raptors. Uh, I think they're going to win it uh, on Monday. Looking forward to it. I think... Uh, Deco, my friend from Calgary who called in, obviously uh, everyone's really excited here. Um, one thing I wanted to talk to, I just wanted to touch in on the uh, ownership debate. Um, I think, uh, you know, if, if enough people have said that there's enough of a problem, they want to change it, um, you know, and we don't have that lived experience, say they're wrong, especially when the solution is changing the word owner uh, is, is so simple. It doesn't really affect the league or the game or how it's played. I mean, uh, if you can use another word, that means the same thing. Stop using a word like owner that has ties to a potentially harmful history. Like, uh, you know, why wouldn't we want that? I don't see that as divisive. Um, And I don't think the rebuttal is we live in a PC culture. Um, Personally, as someone who, you know, kind of turns a blind eye to that, uh, uh, you know, politically, I think it's we're, we're discussing a, a lived or a historical experience that I think, you know, myself as a white person, and I'm assuming you as a white person, 
have not had to deal with in our lives. Uh, how many NBA players have had to deal with? If we go through history, I mean, and Tim, I, I, I pre- shared, well, shared, yeah, but hold hold on one second, Tim. I, I just want to ask you this. All right, before I let you go, if we went through history, and not just uh, the color of your skin, but religion and everything, and we revisited history, just in America, and we tried to hold history accountable for where we are today in 2019, it would be a complete train wreck as a country, and some think we're already going down that path as is. You understand where I'm coming from? Thank you, Tim, uh, in Calgary. That, you know, and, and you forget that there was a civil war. There was, you know, I, I'm not going to revisit all of history, but that the players who, that what happened, it's, it's 2019. They're not slaves. They make money. All skin colors. All countries, all religions. And if the owners announce we're not paying anybody, yeah, we have an issue. But what about the person that takes the risk? The owner. You own a company. You own a business. You own a you, you own a, a convenience store. You own a golf course. You own a a barbecue place. You own a mattress store, What you're an owner, you're a business owner, not a slave owner, not a plantation owner. And then oh, I'm getting people, somebody says, oh, this, they're listening in Toronto on 590. Oh, you're, you're white privilege. <laughs> Are we talking about sports here? Are we talking about athletes that have a choice if they want to play the sport? They're not forced to play basketball. That is your choice. When you're drafted, you can say you want to play for that team or you can go play in Greece or Spain or uh, Russia or France or England or wherever, Australia. You are not forced. In the word owner, the only connection is that definition is only linked to slave owners and plantation owners. That's it. So you're just going to eliminate the word. And and I get where you come from, Tim. It can be, you know, investor. It can be whatever they're already sliding in. You know, it's like even Mark Stein from the New York Times wrote in regards to Mark Stevens, a minority investor in the Golden State Warriors, where that used to be a minority owner. How long before you take the word minority out of there? It's sports. These players choose to play. Nobody's forced to play any sport in America. Maybe some kids with psycho parents. That's about it. Let's go to Mark in Atlanta, Georgia. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I understand the concept that no one is forced to play these sports, but at the same time, when is America going to recognize 
that slavery did happen and that there are certain things that remind black people of slavery. You think America just looks the other way on slavery, Mark? I think America has never lived up to the promise. Because if you remember, black people were promised, uh, what was it, 14 acres and some money and all. None of that never got done. But at the same time, every time a black man says something about how he feels about slavery or what reminds them of slavery, the first thing is, oh, get over it. It's over. But we don't tell Jews that. We're still getting, we're still paying reparations for what happened in Germany to the Jews. Mark, I black people to get over. All right, Mark, I appreciate your call in Atlanta. Your huge opinion. The one thing I will tell you, it maybe anybody who doubts uh, America and what it was like in the Civil War, go to Gettysburg and check out what half of this country did to try and stop General Lee's invasion of the North. Okay. I Again, I'm not going to do a history class here, but how we get to the NBA and guys making millions and we're going to still go back and try and hit the mid-1800s. Am, am I the only one missing something? I think all of us, and when I say all, I'll, I'll say people of all skin colors, are embarrassed by slavery, separate bathrooms, separate seats on buses, are embarrassed that was a part of Americana, embarrassed that it took Jackie Robinson so long. Texas Western, the first starting five. When you look at the racial barriers being broke, and I'm going back to 30s, 40s, you know, Joe Lewis, uh, Jackie, you look at the what Bill Russell had to endure in Boston. You go down the list. Muhammad Ali. But it is 2019. And, and I truly believe that in my arena discussing sports, yes, we've had the Donald Sterlings. Yes, we've had bigots and racists and people of all skin colors who don't like somebody just because of the color of their skin or the God they worship or the God they don't worship. And we're talking just sports here. I mean, you can go back and forth on the politics of it. Sports and politics have intertwined forever. They have. Jackie Robinson, like I said, go down the list. Kaepernick and his stand or refusing to stand. You know, it's part of America, politics and sports. But it's 2019. And the country wasn't united on slavery. And there was a civil war, not just because of slavery, but a civil war because of differences on what the vision of the future of America was. And, and the NBA... 
because it's 75% black, now they want to take out owners? The word owner? No. Come on, man. It's sports. You know, I... People go to your politician and, and, and push for a memorial uh, for slaves in, in the South or, or an area or an owner of, of a plantation or an owner of a, an area that once was grandfathered in for slavery. I, I can see that, but not in the NBA. I just can't. I, 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 I don't have a tough time finding something to say. I've done this for 27 years. And to me, it's you're going down a, a path of what? Well, what's next? A business owner. Business, not slave, not plantation. Business owner. That's what I look at somebody who buys an NBA franchise and they make an investment, their money. To buy it, the the value is skyrocketed. Well, it's over a couple billion for some some of these franchises now. They take the risk, hope they sell tickets, get a part of the NBA TV package, the marketing, the gear, the jerseys. They're taking the risk. They draft or sign a free agent. They run the G League team. Some have, you know, the WNBA connections that they once had. There's no guarantee they're going to make money. The value of the franchises have been going up dramatically. That is owning a business. And it has nothing to do with slavery. Nothing. The word owner. The owner owner you know what it feels like to own a house for the first time when you own your first car when you when you own your first business those are some of the greatest feelings on earth it's the american dream and to own an nba franchise you don't own the people you own the business you want to join us live, 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Huge Bill Simonson. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 1-855-212-4227, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. Here's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance at GEICO.com. Graceffo and Grillo back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. Caserta will have an update here in about six minutes. You can answer our huge questions of the night. Who has a better chance of the comeback, Warriors or the Bruins? What about the NBA pushing to remove the word owner from their league vocabulary? Investors, chairmen, what do you think of it? The reason why they're saying that the connotation to slave owners is the impetus for it. 
1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. Uh, back out to the audience. Uh, let's go to Jay in Cleveland. Listening on 92.3 FM. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I had um, a comment and a question for you as well. Go ahead. Uh, my my comment would be well, my my comment would be with the whole uh, ownership situation. Like recently, I heard a comment. I don't know where it was. It was like he was saying that go play for another owner. Like I understand you own the the franchise, the corporation, the company, but we don't work for you or play for you. We play for to earn a living, for the love of the game, or whatever it may be. We don't directly play for you. It's for your organization. The word, this, this, the issue with the word is, is, is how people use it. Hammy, and, and thanks, Jay and Cleveland. I appreciate uh, your opinion. I, I I played for owner Jeannie Buss, or Magic Johnson didn't want to work for Owner Jeannie Bust, does anybody see anything racially insensitive there? You know, I didn't like playing for owner Mark Cuban. I wanted to play for an owner like Tom Gores of the Pistons. Is there anything racially insensitive? I don't see it. Darren in Toronto listening on AM590. You're on the Saturday Night Healed show. I don't have any solutions for this, but I, I certainly I want to add a perspective here from uh, Toronto. Uh, you know, what we're seeing with Lowry and, and the owners down there and the push, it resonates up here. But it certainly doesn't resonate the way it is in the States. What I'm trying to say here is, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, factors as to whether Kawhi is going to stay. Why does Lowry like it here after seven years? Uh, that type of thing down in the States – Probably, if it does happen up here, it's not going to get labeled as racist. That's for sure. Now, I want to be very clear when I say that. We recognize, you know, there's a lot of it up here as well. I got friends, kids who, who get labeled with the N-word in the, still in the schoolyards, you know, just this past year. But I just want, I want everyone to know that, that that's what's significant about Canada and the, and the city of Toronto. We're very multicultural. And things like that, this nature, it doesn't take on the same heft that it does in the States. And I guess what I'm trying to say is it's unfortunate that that's still going on down below south of the border. And uh, I guess maybe, I don't know if we want to pump up the, uh, Toronto any more than we are, but, you know, look to us, and, you know, I think we're doing it right up here. Thank you, Darren. I appreciate your huge opinion listening on AM590 in Toronto. Let's go to Atlanta, Georgia, and Vernon. You're up next on CBS Sports Radio. How you guys doing? I would just like to uh, thank you guys for having the conversation. I think uh, a conversation like this helps move things forward, and it's usually music and sports and pop culture that usually uh, gets us to a place to where we can have these conversations. Amen. I, I agree, buddy. Well said. Yeah. Um, i I just like to give a little bit of perspective. I know the comment is 2019, and when are we going to move past this, and when a word uh, can give us connotations of the word, you know, I mean, like a word owner can give us connotations of slavery and stuff like that. I would just like to say the same. It's it's Wounds are different for all people. Like, the U.S. federal government still pays, you know what I mean, war debts to World War II Jews in Israel, and there was no reparations at all done for blacks in the um in the south and white slave owners actually got paid after they lost 
the Civil War. So it's kind of hypocritical to say, when are you going to get over it? When we're paying for one atrocity, but we're overlooking another atrocity. That's one thing. The removal yeah, but Derek, uh, uh, well, one second. From... Vernon, Vernon, can I just, uh, I, I, I'll let you continue, but I, I agree with some of the uh, the revisionist side of uh, history and, and going back, but it, it does not connect to the MBA. That's my point. I, I... I, I agree, and that was my next point. The removal of the word owner does not in, in any form change the perspective of the racial landscape in the United States. It doesn't help us move forward. The word owner doesn't fix how uh, elite people of certain cultures view other people of other cultures. It's, it, it's not a progressive conversation to be having. If It's kind of similar to when Colin Kaepernick in the NFL, he did his kneeling. Everybody talked about connecting it to the military and the flag and the national anthem. Nobody talks about the third verse of the national anthem that it actually has racial connotations and uh, connections to slavery. Nobody talked about actually fixing the, the issues and of police brutality and, and, and racial injustice in this country. We just want to focus on the actual act of kneeling or the actual act of disrespecting the military. I think we're a little, um, um, a little nearsighted in our focus. Of you know, but Vernon, events. on that point, and I agree on uh, helping all Americans live a life where they're safe and they're, they're free of bigotry. If there was a racially insensitive world in the NBA right now, I, I might agree with uh, pulling back on the word owner. But, you know, Donald Sterling's not there. I don't sense that the, totally the NBA is racially insensitive. It doesn't help. I, I totally agree. That That's not that's not a problem that needs to be solved. I don't think that. I think that's just literally, literally just bringing attention to an issue that isn't there. I agree with you on that. But, for example, in the NFL, how uh, minority quarterbacks are more likely to be forced to change their position because they're deemed not – capable of playing the position i think that is very racially driven it's a different sport i know no no um, not but... now no 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 not now come on look at look he, lamar jackson uh, mahomes uh go down the list i mean man it's not you're the athletes the best athletes in 2019 and vernon i gotta get vernon i gotta get to an update thanks for the call i don't mean to cut you off best athletes 2019 it doesn't matter your country your color your religion uh the best athletes uh, get the the best opportunities in 2019. And I'll debate that until I'm blue in the face. I do have one final segment straight ahead. All the questions of the night can be answered. You can join us, 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter, Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's huge Bill Simonson. We are back live across North America. We're all about huge opinions, yours and mine. Graceffo and Grillo, Double G, back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. Zach Gelb is coming up at 2, is that correct? Big Z, also Caserta with another update. And a TV reminder, tomorrow at 5 Eastern, or actually today at 5 Eastern on the East Coast, 2 p.m. Pacific, CBS Sports Network hits the pitch for semifinal action in Major League Rugby. The top four teams battle it out in the playoffs and fight for a chance to be the 2019 MLR champion. Only on the 24-hour TV home 
of CBS Sports and the CBS Sports Network. You can join us live during our final 15 minutes together, 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter, I'll be reading some tweets. Like us on Facebook, search Saturday Night Huge Show. Gordon in Vancouver, Canada, here on CBS Sports Radio. How you doing? Hey, Gordon. Yeah, hey, how's it going? What I'd like to say is uh, I, I have a, I'm going to make three quick points. Hopefully you don't hang up on me because you disagree with them, but I'm a white 50-year-old doctor, and uh, I tell you the one thing. i got a bunch of people working for me. None of them call me their owner, right? I, 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 I'm not their owner, and they don't refer to me their, as their owner, and that's not the relationship we have. Second, you keep referring to the NBA players in their millionaire status and you conveniently just forget that time when they were born and the experiences that they had living in their environment up until the point that they became millionaires. So it's easy to kind of forget those 18 years where they had to experience the shit that they went through. But uh, Sorry, uh, doctors in Canada may be able to use those words, but we don't on the CBS Sports Radio Network. Uh, Jonathan in South Carolina. You're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Hey, how's it going? Uh, first time caller. Hello? Yeah, you're live on the air, Jonathan. All right. Uh, you know, uh, my, main, my main thing is, uh, you know, terrible things has always happened. You know, mistakes have been made all through, all through life, you know, with everybody, every race, every color. You know, has been enslaved at one point or another. But at some point in our lives, you know, we have to uh, stop giving these words power anymore. You, you know, it's just it, it's getting ridiculous. You can't say anything without it not being politically correct. You know, most people, when they're state owner, it doesn't mean that uh, they're, uh, they're they're saying they own someone. You know, it's just they own a business. When when you say that, and Jonathan, thank you for listening in South Carolina. When you hear the word owner in 2019, you think business owner Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys. Oh my gosh. He's going to give Dak Prescott maybe, you know, a Carson Wentz-like deal, right? $100 million plus guaranteed, whatever it could be. In sports, it's different than a doctor. You don't say at a doctor's office, like the guy who called from Vancouver and automatically was shown the door because he used the S-word, but you don't say that you say that works for a doctor, works for you, works for you is is used. Whether it's a nurse, a nurse's aide, the front desk, uh, the person who cleans your your clinic, your office, works for you. We never say that player works for that owner. No. Plays for plays for that owner. Jerry Jones. Owners are Robert Kraft. Michael Jordan's an owner. Remember when he slapped one of the players to pay attention back of the head, one of the younger guys? An owner. 
You play for an owner. It's It's been used in sports. And it's never had a racist connotation in sports. Now, Donald Sterling, his private recordings, yeah, he was a bigot of racist. Are all owners perfect? No. I don't know why this is all of a sudden an issue now. And why the owner, the light push of Lowry, and yeah, the words, and he deserved punishment, sanctions, whatever, but why the, why it was so big for like 36 hours? And it all seemed to tie into removing the word owner, and look what this owner does. He just pushes the black guy. It really, I'm telling you, that I've watched that video, the story, and I'm like, whoa. There, there seems to be a deeper layer to it from a political motivated side. But I'm telling you, the word owner in sports has never. That he, he doesn't own the players, but he owns the stadium. He may own the property, unless he's leasing it from a city, a county, or a suburb. That's an owner. It's easy, simple. Let's go to Brandon in Atlanta, Georgia. Busy night for people listening in Atlanta. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just got to say, man, I, I'm, I'm working late here, and, and uh, I get in my car to take this break, and I hear you guys discussing this, and I'm, it's the most ridiculous thing I've heard tonight. I, I can't believe what I'm hearing. This, I, I don't understand why people decide to, 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 like you said, give these type of words power. I mean, if I buy an iPhone, I'm, I'm an iPhone owner. I don't understand why this is even a discussion. I think really that these what these basketball players and, and the people who are running these uh, basketball teams need to be worried about is uh, getting on the Raptors page and stop letting Steph Curry and them embarrass them every year. You know, this is not something that needs to be discussed on the radio to me. It's not even worth it's the airtime. I know it's, it's what you got to do, but... No, well, you know, we, it, the reason we got to it is that, if you think about it, I'm talking about the Raptors and the Warriors, and it was part of our conversation to start the show. Then I discussed the minority owner, the investor, Mark Stevens, Golden State, and that push of uh, Kyle Lowry, and then it went into the Bleacher Report TMZ story that the NBA was looking to remove the word owner uh, from any conversation, publication, uh, report, article connected to the NBA. So it all tied together in tonight's broadcast. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just ridiculous that they're even considering something like that. I mean, it, that the word owner doesn't have any kind of thing. And as far as the uh, the guy and the, uh, the doctor, if, if somebody works for you, you're, you're the um, the employer, and they are the employee. I don't, I didn't understand that one at all. But, yeah, because you don't go uh, buy a doctor's franchise. Now you might own a clinic, right? If you bought a clinic, you're the owner, right? Right, right, exactly. And then the players, they're their employees are the people who who own them, who own these. Uh, the franchises, the uh, you know, so I don't, I don't understand why. I can't believe that that's something that that came up. Like well, well, that, Brandon, so. uh, you you would, are you black or white, Hispanic, Asian? What are I'm, you? I'm black. I'm black, and and don't get me wrong. I know there's you know there's racial bias and things that are still going on today. And like I said, but I'm I'm embarrassed, like you said, because this is embarrassing. It's embarrassing to be making everything into some type of racial connotation or something that you know 
you know, I, I don't understand why that would hurt anybody's feelings. If if you own the company I work for, you're the owner. Hey, you're hey owner. You know, so I, I don't get it. Well, and that's why I was asking you uh, your ethnic uh, orientation because no, because I wanted I wanted to you you know it's business owner. It has nothing to do with slavery or slave owners, right? That's you know it, it means when an owner Jerry Jones, whether it's uh, whoever any owner in sports, okay, Robert Kraft, you can go down the list. Arthur Blank there with the Falcons in Atlanta. You know that he's a business owner. Of an NFL yeah. franchise, right? Yeah, exactly. It, and it has nothing to do with race, with race. It, or it, slavery. I worked hard, and he bought something, and he owns it. <laughs> I mean, what would you say? You know, where you live in Atlanta? Oh my God, there's homeowners across the street. Oh no, watch out! Yeah, I just, I just bought a house, so I just became a homeowner. So. Uh, you know, I love that. I love that I'm a, I'm a owner. Oh, it's it's American dream. Anytime you can own a business, a home, a car, your first car, you own your the new iPhone. It's a great feeling because you know you worked hard to get it. Exactly, and uh, so I'm I'm a little I'm embarrassed that that it even came to something like this. Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, right now, uh, this country, at times. I'm not worried about our borders because I'm thinking about going across the border the other way. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. All right. We love you, Brandon. Thanks for listening in Atlanta. Yeah, we're just uh, – our country's crazy, folks. It's sports at every, across the board. It's just nuts. And for a guy like me doing a statewide show in Michigan and doing a national show on Saturday night on CBS Sports Radio – at times I'm like, you know, it's crazy. It's unbelievable what's going on. Then I'm like, this is liquid gold because I'm not making it up. I swear when I first saw the owner, they wanted to remove, I thought it was the onion. And I have to go double check, go look, read it, and go, are you kidding me? I, I see a story a week, at least one, because I'll look and there are things online, Twitter, Facebook becomes kind of your library to look and see the pulse of the people. It can be local. It can be national. And also what would generate real conversation, not the forced talk radio conversation. I'm talking this is what I feel. You can agree or disagree. And it could be a guy, the doctor in Vancouver, who disagrees, who's a 50-year-old white male, or a guy in Atlanta who's a a new homeowner and a black male, and he agrees with me. I, I, I'm I, not looking for keeping a scoreboard. I'm looking for conversation, and we have a platform, and it is about sports. And I think it was very productive. And I heard some reasoning totally on the opposite end of the spectrum of what I was talking about, and I'll stop and think that's a good point. And I don't profess to, because I don't believe in opinions right. There's no right or wrong. It's your opinion. And that's what I do. And I love it. You want to join in? A couple minutes do remain. Now let's go to, is it Elijah in Alabama? Elijah, uh, you're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Uh, great. Thanks so much for the call. I, the one thing uh, I've enjoyed the conversation so far that I'd like to bring out is uh, potentially the juxtaposition 
um, between Adam Silver's uh, sort of growth strategy and branding for the league versus David Stern. Um, one of David Stern marked the NBA's golden age, but the latter part of his tenure uh, was really, uh, I guess, uh, soiled by the dress code in reaction to Ron Artest, Allen Iverson. And one of the things that you see post uh, Donald Sterling, post Phil Jackson and Posse, is a, uh, a a move to brand the NBA, um, you know, and capitalize off of the fact that um, even though 20% of the coaches of the league, you know, at, at last year were, were black, there's more of a pathway for um, ownership for black players, things of that nature, uh, but also um, the NFL, MLB, and other things have all struggled with inclusiveness, have all struggled with ownership. So I think this is also probably a strategic move from Adam Silver. The other thing I would also say, LeBron James remarking about this probably also has to do with negotiation. Um, you know, let us be reminded that uh, the 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 uh, their um, their player owner negotiation is coming up with CBA, um, and so and that goes back to why I I think it is a good good signal to move away from owner, um, not just from a branding and comparison. All right, well, Elijah, I don't mean to cut you off, buddy, but I have to because we are done. Zach Gelb's coming up after Caserta's update. Do you want to thank Graceffo and Grillo, the two G's, back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. Thank you, North America. Good luck to the Raptors, Warriors, Bruins, and Blues. 24-7 at Saturday Huge on Twitter.